The hosts, Rob Velazzi and Jason Dominique, and their guests are not financial advisors unless otherwise disclaimed. The content on Today at Ember is for educational and entertainment purposes only and merely cite their own personal opinions. Know that all investments involve some form of risk. Please work with an investment professional. And now, on to today's episode with Today at Ember. Hello, welcome to Today at Ember, the final episode of the year. Pretty exciting, episode 12. For those that you're watching live, you can always catch us at uh, twitch.tv slash join Ember. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us on Facebook. We have everything working, rolling away, full steam. I am your host, Rob Velazzi, Head of Communications, and I'm joined with my co-host, of course, Jason Dominique, Head of Strategy. Jason, how are you doing today, buddy? Hey, Rob. As usual, doing fantastic. Uh, last episode of the year. What a crazy journey it's been uh, so far. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we're at episode 12, final stretch. It's the last episode of the year. I actually was supposed to be taking off, but since it's you know kind of a big milestone for us, I'd figure I'd be here and join Jason and, and wish you guys you know really a fantastic year coming up in 2022. I think yeah, we we initially thought maybe we were going to do one uh, in between Christmas and New Year's Eve, but uh, we came to the conclusion that it was a pretty hectic year and uh, everybody needed some time off. And obviously, everyone's going to notice that the uh, socials are going to be a little bit more quiet than usual, which is to be expected. But um, yeah, I'm taking some well-deserved time off. Rob as well, everyone. And uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, kicking off next year on the uh, 6th of January, which is going to be the first show of 2022. Yeah, it's going to be great. And um, for this show too, we got some... It's been um, planned for you guys that we think you'll really enjoy. We want to take a look back on you know the journey that's taken for us to get here. We'll talk about the vision we developed, you know, some of the choices we're making. We also have some announcements that are happening today with the actual product line as well. Talking about some staking, which will be available to you guys who still have... Uh, when the vault opens and be released, there's some very generous staking um, opportunities out there we'll be talking about. And then we're going to be talking about a little bit in depth about what we have in store for 2022 when it comes to you know not only the vision of itself of launching that, what the roadmap will look like, but also, you know what what's in store for the show. But first, though, I really want to talk about Jason. You know, looking back about you know when we were involved in the legacy project and when this was coming together, of how difficult it was, and the discussions we've had about developing a vision of really what could be new in this crypto space and and what we wanted to bring to the broader market. Yeah. I think ultimately, uh, this is the biggest task of any entrepreneur that wants to launch something new. A lot of people go about it sometimes backwards. You know, They start working on what is the biggest opportunity or and, and, you know, where they see themselves working on and, and all those sorts of things. But ultimately, when you start something, no matter what it is in terms of business-related, you got to work from the problem, you know, where the problem is. And what's really exciting about our situation is the vision actually came from our own experience. And, you know, when working together as a team on a previous project, we truly experienced these fundamental issues in the DeFi space, specifically 
around the current state uh, of in in terms of its maturity uh, this the space and you know this 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 opportunity and the the, the problems that we faced uh, us as a team uh, was definitely something that echoed into other uh, entrepreneurs trying to launch something you know this is not something that we you know it's not an isolated case and we know for a fact that based on multiple different uh data points but also based on what we see you know currently um happening is that the space is at a very nascent time in its life cycle which means that right now what is happening the most is you know, we're essentially in the ideation and launch phases of pretty much every single idea that is out there. And the level of friction that goes on both sides, you know, from, you know, when you think about the, um, the people that are trying to discover and support these ideas and projects it's extremely difficult to find them and then also to feel confident in in what you find because every single day in the space we see these 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 unfortunate you know people that get caught up in those projects that unfortunately aren't as legit as as they were initially you know uh, expected to be and on the other side if you think about you know our team when we came together and we tried to put something forward, all the steps... Tons of roadblocks. <laughs> huge amount. I mean, we have this internal sort of thing where we say, every time it's difficult, you know, we, we say that crypto has a premium. You know, every mm-hmm. time you, mm-hmm. you want to do something, it's either more expensive... Or it takes you longer to do. Or it takes you longer. So there's always a premium associated with crypto and this is where we thought we could you know with the years of experience that we had in the regular startup space we said what you know there couldn't be a better time to streamline the launch of of a project you know all the tools that you need to essentially launch and raise capital in the defi space but also while you're at it why don't you make it easy to discover those projects? So that's why we came up with this idea of an ecosystem and which essentially is a two-sided marketplace where on one end, you have the individuals seeking, you know, wanting to discover what is the latest you know, and, and greatest. And on the other side, you have all these budding entrepreneurs that are really hungry to take advantage of this crypto wave that pretty much every single media in the world are covering and saying, you know what, crypto is going to be the next big wave, you know, and this is the time right now. So a lot of people are going in this space. I mean, as much as you can be an entrepreneur, you have no skill set to understand how it works in the space and, you know, how you launch things, how you raise capital. It's all different. You know, we're used to doing it in the startup world. I mean, it's well ingrained. It's it's all well oiled, and it's like you you can do it in no time. There's a playbook to follow. 
But yeah, but with us, exactly. with the crypto, it's not, I mean, there's no school. There's nothing that, like, I have an MBA. This was not even, you know, this, this was, you know, 15 years ago before I graduated. But I mean, this was not even on the radars of entrepreneurs back then. It's just all happening in real time. And us having to adapt and come together and come up with these new and innovative ideas on how to tackle problems that are normally very easy to, to overcome. Yeah. So that's why, you know, uh, coming together and having this one mission, one vision was truly important before. I mean, everything trickles down from this, you know, from marketing strategy to, you know, your products to it's, it's the one guiding light, you know, it's this, it's this lighthouse that you always keep sight on. So, um, yeah, it was truly important. And I think, and I truly believe that the one, that we came up with, uh, which is, you know, we've remanaged how you discover, invest, and, you know, uh, communicate in the cryptosphere will go a long way, you know, because it's, uh, it fits in the time now, but also I think it can survive for quite some time because this is just the beginning. So um, it'll guide us for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's a sustainable business model and a sustainable project. And just that, you know, I mean, and this year, I think was one of the craziest years for cryptocurrency because the level of it became fever pitch. You know, right from the beginning, we had a, a crazy bull run. Then we had some really turbulent times with everything from Elon Musk to China to the whole meme coin phase and and all the stuff talked about with um, you know Wall Street bets and and the average investor and the stuff that happened with Robinhood. And then we entered JPEG summer, which was like crazy, <laughs> yeah. crazy NFTs. <laughs> NFT just time, like mental. Mean, and then, oh and then there was God. a big crash. And But then at the end of the year now, as we look back, I mean, how bad things were between May and, and June, and that's when the NFT boom started happening. But if you look at what the market cap for the majority of these tokens, Bitcoin, Ethereum, they've been able to show a level of sustainability through... They're not through a year of volatility, which, you know, it goes to show that from here on, that this is going to be, you know, in the mainstream, that this is, that this space is here to stay. And I think that we, with our project is coming up with something that's the, the right time and right place. And I really, you know, I get made fun of for, you know, all these little anecdotes that I come up with, you know, success is when preparation meets opportunity. And we really are, have the opportunity here to do something that's been very successful. And one of those things too is our next point, which I don't want to spend too much time on, but when it comes to you know leadership and being able to make hard choices and being nimble. And you know, we saw, you know, at a time and a place when you know the space was at its lowest and we had to make some hard choices. And and we believe now, and especially people can see that that came aboard that, that was the betterment for our investors and for the company as a whole. Yeah, ultimately at the end of the day. Summit fever, sometimes, you know, you, you got to be careful, you know, because even though you seem to be sometimes very close to where you want to end or where you want to go, you always need to come back to reality and think to yourself, even though we could push extremely hard, is this the conditions, you know, I want to continue pushing? Or do I want to set myself up for success? But in a way that will give not only us as you know the promoters and our team and our community, but also the project in itself to make sure that it has the most chance of being extremely successful. 
that won't have any limitations. And yeah, hard choices for sure. Um, and there's going to be hundreds more. But I think, as you're mentioning, you know, as you know, we're we're a tight group of the core team and the leadership is. It's something that we're faced quite often, considering the speed at which it moves. Sometimes it feels that we're making incredible decisions, you know, on a dime very, very often. And it's becoming more of a habit to make those decisions. And to work at that speed and pace. And I think that that really has molded this team into a sort of work culture that is now we're, we're able to be so nimble and move so quickly and make changes fast and be able to make these decisions because we have the confidence now behind us. We have, you know, there's the wind in our sails. At this point, to know that you know these things are coming together as planned, as we as we envisioned, and you know that goes to show that you know the leadership moving forward and, and what's going to happen, you know, moving forward with the team as a whole. And I think what was great too is the community was able to see that, and you know, by migrating a community over and fostering that community stuff we've done with the community success team. I think personally, Jason, you know, the stuff that you implemented really sets a standard in how to really foster and to um, basically water <laughs> to the, watch it grow to, to, to nurture a community. Yeah. And ultimately, I think, you know, at the end of the day, there's a delicate balance that you need to find in between knowing what's best for this project and also listening to the people, you know, and listening to your teammates, listening to your community. And this balance sometimes comes Again, going back to making hard choices, you know, it comes back to this premium, you know, that we have to pay. But also, as usual, we have, you know, our team meetings on Wednesday. And, you know, one of the few things that I was saying is, you know, I think that the broader community at large are starting to understand and to have faith in the decisions that we make. And they understand that timing is everything. And also, you know, every time we give a go on something, we go hard. Uh, we don't half ass anything. We've been mentioning this, you know, multiple times when when we do something as well, we do it world class. So yeah, it's all about instilling also some sort of company culture where we're willing to take risks, but at the right time. Yeah, no, I think I think it was successful bringing that along, and then you know, seeing us going from the vision we've had to making hard choices to migrating the community over, and then you know that rewards us because you know that brings us to you know reflecting back, and this, this seems like forever ago, but <laughs> really was only last month was when you know we launched the project, we launched you know using our own launch pad, um, you know with our own vault contract and that new vesting schedule for those that were fortunate enough to get in on a public or private presale, you'll see that. That, you know, it's our next vesting schedule coming through, how well that went. And I don't just mean success and the money raised. I mean success as and how stress-free it was for the for the investor to interact with us. Yeah. You know, it wasn't stress-free for, for us. us. So I was no, like, where is no. this guy going? <laughs> stress how stress-free it was for, for for the end user experience. Yeah. For them to be able to interact with it. Not on our end. On our end, it was a it was it was <laughs> Some words I can't say on there. Yeah, because I remember that Thursday. Trust me, it was Thursday <laughs> episode whatever of, of today at Ember. The day before ended extremely late. Me, I was traveling to the British Virgin Island. I was only there for three days. I knew it was a critical week. It was 
absolute mental. Like yeah. the, the whole <laughs> the whole week was absolute mental. And we make it look easy. It's like it's like when you watch like an Olympic diver. And the, the the person who's on the who's who's in the stadium, like, oh man, it makes it look so easy. I can easily do that. Yeah. That's what it felt like, but no, <laughs> trust me. Do you, you see him go like this? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> flip over and fall. You know. Yeah. So yeah, so flat abs- on the back. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, we're we're that Olympic diver because for everyone else, it seems so easy. And like all people that I had friends or family, those investors are just talking to the community, and it's unfortunate too because the bar is set so low. When it comes to interacting, to buying things on an IDEO Launchpad, when it comes to interacting on the on the Binance Smart Chain or a lot of smart chains in general, the bar sets so low that when people, when it's easy for them, they, they're blown away. We're hoping to set this standard up so in 10 years from now that it'll just become common, just like it is to my you know 15-year-old niece as it is to order on Amazon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, we've, we've been saying it multiple times, you know, a lot of people were like, how do we buy? How do we buy? Mm-hmm. And we we're like, what's this question? How <laughs> weird of a question is this? Mm-hmm. Like, do you go into Amazon and just hustle the people at Amazon? Like, tell me yeah. how to buy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, dude, man, you just put things in your cart and you just mm-hmm. pay. You just pay. <laughs> exactly. Com- <laughs> how complicated should it be? I, the people are preconditioned. So yeah, when we, when we open up the actual um, pre-sales, and I think obviously that shows, you know, how successful the pre-sales were. But I mean, again, this is just the first crack at it. You know, we're we're obviously going to get better at it. But yeah, it's it's meant to be easy. It's not meant to be complicated. There there should be like remember back in the day as well, where everything you used to buy, you used to have like uh, an instruction manual. Now, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where's the instruction manual? Nothing has an instruction manual anymore. Why? Because everything needs to be so easy and obvious. As soon as it's as it's, as it's not, people are like, "Well, what is this?" You know, it's like, why is it so complicated? I don't want this. And that was again the premise. You know, of that's the user story that that we put across. You know, we didn't think that. Launching this token, we were like, okay, so our target user is this crypto head, and he's been like spending years on PancakeSwap and he knows his way around. No, that's not our user story. Our user story is someone that is early dabber, like tipping his toes into crypto and doesn't fully understand, you know, all those steps and potentially even further than that, you know, because right now, you know, we're trying to be more mass audience, but we tried to say, you know, why is this button there? Is this important? Is this relevant? Like, does this make sense? These options, do we need those? Like, so we basically left no rock on turn. And again, this is just the first crack at it, but we feel that we elevated the game. You know, ultimately we did. Can't deny it. And I think we, we need to be proud of the things that we've delivered and celebrate these successes. And that was definitely one of the big ones this year, you know, doing those pre-sales. And we did that also too, even without our implementation that was right after that was our buy button. It's now on the website to make it even easier to buy. Yeah. And we've, you know, how far we've evolved just in those couple of weeks from the time we did the launch, which is, you know, we'll talk about a little more how it's going to relate to 2022. But even like you said, it is, it was us, we're going to be continually getting better. 
the experience has already gotten better. And that's even before our partnership with Wire and being able to use a credit card and the wallet. And those things are coming. And we'll talk about that in a bit. But, you know, just to see us how we've evolved in less than a month, even. Yeah. And it shows as well to go back to what you just said, you know, the buy button. Well, we're calling it still the buy button, but it's anyway, going to be called. It's, um, it's going to be an actual product <laughs> name, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> it just shows how fast we learn, in the sense that we we, you know, we looked back just a few days after when we went to secondary market, and we said that doesn't make any sense whatsoever because we just went into it with the same mentality as any other token launch. And we said, well, what? That doesn't make any sense. Is there a way around this? Is there a way? To actually keep users or investors on our website. And, you know, after some heavy consideration and some uh, analysis, we figured out a way to develop this product, which we believe, again, going into 2022, but we believe this is just going to be massive because looking at the target market for this product, you know, with so many projects that are visit, you know, that we can actually physically see that are out there that have huge amounts of volumes on a, on a, you know, on a daily basis. And you go on their website and you're like, where's the button? Where is all this traffic happening? It's not happening from their website. And then you scroll down a little bit and you have this, this line that says token address with like this hieroglyphics. <laughs> and then from there, you basically need to make your way to wherever you want to go, which is to buy this digital asset. And that's just like, really? It's like you would see like a t-shirt and they give you the barcode number. Like you need to take this number, take this number to the tilt. They're like, really? It's no. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. yeah, again, looking at raising the bar uh, in terms of user experience and facilitating uh, growth and expanding the market for uh, token promoters, which is ourselves. And not just not just for token promoters, but also too when it comes to NFT projects, when it comes to digital assets. And NFTs is more than just, you know, JPEG summer. I mean, the possibilities there are endless, especially when it comes to, you know, for like musicians you know, and that space and how, how, they, how they can be able to monetize their work. When it comes to even you know certain technologies, you know certain with that discussion, and I don't want to divulge too much you know internal secrets, but um, you know when it comes to even certain technologies can be you know minted as an NFT, even though have be able to license and to be able to use everything and everything. Everything able to have is, it's a digital deed, pretty much. You know, it's it's like how do you own this digital thing? Well, this is it. You know, it's the non fungible part of this this token that's on the blockchain. And it can be for anything, like a season's pass to go see the Habs, you know, a hockey game from like anything. Anything will become, anything that doesn't need to be or is digital will eventually become a utility NFT for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely no doubt about it because it's transferable, it's on-chain. Yeah, for, for all the reasons that you know. I think also too that's why people you know they kind of gasped, including myself, until I kind of looked into it. Of you know, in the beginning of this year, which brought on the NFT craze, is when Beeple as NFT sold. I think for was it sixteen or thirty-two million dollars or something like that. I think it's sixty-nine. So, yeah, some ridiculous amount of money. And you know, when it comes to the art world, which I've actually had some experience in this when I was working with someone who was doing it was an art broker, 
And sometimes it's more than just about the piece. It's more about its statement in time and what it really means to that era and what the statement that it's making. And you know, I think one of the buyers was mentioning about how, well, the reason... And the art also was significant of the whole crypto. That's what his, that's what his whole style is, is, is all about coming about the blockchain. It's really about how you know, these NFTs now are going to be everywhere involving everything. And this piece of art has that much value because this is the significant point in time where historians can point back to and say, this is when the transition happened. And I know there's a great article too. And I think you know, that we've been excited about, we're showing how when it comes to the best startups that people are going to be excited about in 2022 are startups like ourselves, ones that involve using innovative ways in cryptocurrency. Yeah, for sure. I mean, this is what I mentioned earlier. You know, This is the beginning. And it's a pretty fascinating opportunity for anyone that wants to create something in the space. And going back to the vision, what we want to do is facilitate these people, You know, facilitate the road to launching your own project. And ultimately, if we you know, make it 10% better, the output would be, you know, will be so much greater in terms of quantity. And we feel that this space deserves to have the, you know, I mean, I shared an article with the team a few days ago or last week that was stating that pretty much every single senior person in the Silicon Valley that have been involved in the startup space for the last like decade all the talent, the senior talent, and even the young ones, of course, but the ones that were well-established, that had like these massive, massive compensation plan, they're all ditching that to go and they're all into crypto. They're basically saying, you know what? This is the time right now. And I can take my experience and join a team or start a new project and basically take advantage of this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. This is a generational shift that's happening right now in terms of technology and all those sorts of things. And once you start understanding the basic, you know, of, of, of why it's so important, that shift, it's hard to look back at the traditional ways. And yes, it's not mainstream right now, but if you look at the level, you know, of trading that are bigger than some countries, that are bigger than some economies on certain blockchains, you're like, this has to be something. You know, it's so big that it's not going back anywhere. And this for me as an entrepreneur, uh, I keep telling my friends and you know, my girlfriend and my family, and I'm like, I've never, I've I've never felt so alive. This is so exciting. This is so fun. The learning every single day facing challenging, you know, challenges every single day, having to adapt. This is what I live for. You know, this, this is exciting, you know, and I live this on repeat every day compared to before where this cycle, I used to like it, but that cycle used to be on a weekly basis or a monthly (laughs) basis. Now I live it three times a day. It's like in my face all the time. Ref, flat, ref. <laughs> I mean, looking, looking at our roadmap too and the stuff that's happening and I, I hope I have no family members listening to this podcast, but they probably are. I'm actually kind of annoyed with the holidays. I'm like, you know, it's, it puts not just us at a halt, but it puts the entire business community at a halt. And everyone's like, oh, you know, we're going to implement this, you know, after the first year. I'm like, oh man, let's get this going, man. This is, 
so exciting and this let's stuff get it has to happen. Now. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's get it out now. And who, who needs family and holidays? Let's make this happen. They'll appreciate this much later in a year from now. Yeah. We can skip a Christmas. <laughs> yeah, we, we could. But ultimately, you know, uh, this is also a big topic in the startup space and uh, obviously will be become something quite relevant in the blockchain crypto space, which is mental health, you know, which mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we need to take a step back. Mm-hmm. We're working so hard. And, you know, just a few minutes ago, like probably like an hour ago, James went to sleep and it's 3.30 a.m., you know? Mm-hmm. And he's got a family expecting as well, too. So yeah, I mean, he's, he's got a, you know, he's got a family. And, you know, a lot of us, you know, we're not that young. So we all have kids and things like that. And, you know, we're, we're managing double jobs. And so we have to take a breather because it's just unhealthy. So especially at the speed that we move to, I mean, because it's not like a normal nine to five where you know, you're looking for a large organization, but also to just the speed of everything we're doing so quickly. I mean, it feels, I mean, as an example, I mean, we've only been live a month and it feels like forever, you know? And then somehow, somehow it takes, it doesn't time, like it, it feels like time's moving slowly. I mean, we're already episode 12 here with, with the show. So all of these things happening simultaneously, you know, it's important to take time for yourself. And, you know, that's a culture yeah. that we want to, we want to make sure that, that all of our people um, in our organization have. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's well, it's well deserved. So um, I'm, I'm happy. And, uh, you know, I'm telling people, you know, do take some time and not only just for Christmas, even before, you know, it's not like all work, no play throughout the year. And uh, yeah, it's definitely something that we put in the forefront. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you know, coming up all the way till looking back in the past, it's, you know, as reflecting on all of our successes, you know, it's good to look forward to the future, but also something that we have you know, another, you know, today is when, you know, we're launching staking and that's going to be available. I see some questions too are going to be taking from some of the community that we're getting and I'll get to those in a moment, but this probably addresses some of them is, you know, we're more than just the delivering of, you know, what is our business model, but we also want to make sure that the tokenomics have utility as well. And one of those pillars of that is staking. And I know you guys talked about this last episode, but did you guys make any announcements? I'm not sure the rest of the community, um, what the specifics are, when that's launching, and the APY and how how uh, beneficial that would be for the community. Yeah, well, I mean, as some of you, you know, if, if you listened last week's show, Eli and I, you know, went through some high level and also some micro elements of the stake in. We released some key uh, data points on on certain uh, lengths of staking, what people can expect. For those that missed the show, you guys can catch that, obviously, whether that's Apple, you know, uh, what's on Apple Podcasts, what's that's on Spotify, that's episode 11. I definitely suggest you guys to, to check that out if you want to get into more of those specifics. Yeah. So I think the great news that, you know, for whoever's actually listening right now, I'm surprised you haven't seen it yet. But there's a new link in our header of our website. It's been there for, uh, well, not for days, but it's been there for at least a good hour or two. Uh, since we started this uh, podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's live. So um, we released uh, three staking schedules, which are available. You know, if you want to stake them uh, right now, you can go. This is sort of our first throw at it. Obviously, 
we're going to have some more complexity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to do some qualitative surveys with uh, with the community, what people are interested in, and you know these type of things. But we decided to release three schedules: one week uh, at fifteen uh, percent APY. We have another which is a month, uh, essentially four weeks at sixteen percent APY, and we have you know the diamond hand one, which is the fifty-two weeks at forty-seven APY. And yeah, so we're, again, remembering that Ember is not about staking. You know, this is not like, this is something that we're releasing as a one-off. There's a finite amount of reward token that have been allocated. This is to ease and to stabilize the market and to have a progressive release in regards to the circulating supply. And once it's gone, it's gone. So we're releasing this regular staking. After Christmas, we're going to be looking at adding liquidity. So you'll have these LP tokens available. We just wanted to refine some some stuff in that regards. But we knew a lot of you wanted to test it before Christmas. So this is our gift to you. It's available today as, you know, as promised. And whoever will have uh, some, uh, you know, the, the people that joined us uh, in our pre-sale. Tomorrow is the released... A second investing schedule. Yeah, exactly. So this will will give you an opportunity to, instead of just holding, put them to work and have... You know, you can try the one week. You'll see, you know, this is not fake. It works. You'll essentially get some rewards. And if, if you feel confident, you know, go for the four weeks. And I mean, ultimately, if you came in early, it's because you, you know, you believe in the project and... We feel that instead of just just holding, put those tokens to work, you know. So, um, and we made sure too with our tokenomics, and I think that that was was really attractive. Is is how much of a percentage of the tokenomics was going to liquidity for this? Because we wanted to attract, and this little staking gift that we're giving right now to the um, you know to the people that have been in the project early, something to test out, which we think is going to be beneficial for everyone, but to really attract these. People that have a lot of capital that really look for you know projects that come to liquidity pool farming, we think that tokenomics is going to be a driving force in 2022 to not only prevent volatility, but it'll attract a, a heck of a lot of liquidity to the project. And we think that that will really bring our market cap to something that we think is going to be a compelling investment. Yeah. Well, as as you're saying, you know, 2022 will be the introduction of the LP uh, tokens staking. So, uh, yeah, for sure, that's where the biggest APY is. I think it's 104, if I'm not mistaken. 104, yeah, something like that. Yeah, and again, you know, we've heard some people say, "Well, this is not 80,000," you know, like on this <laughs> yeah, other so, sort yeah, of 2,000 percent APY <laughs> or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, man! Give us a break. Put like a hundred bucks in your local bank. How much are you gonna get? You know, maybe mm-hmm. two. <laughs> yeah, not even. Not <laughs> if even you're my, lucky. My bank, my bank doesn't give anything in a savings account. You have to put in a CD and lock it in for thirty six months, and then you get like two percent. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know if like what what the world's gonna be like in three years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you yeah for sure. I'm good. You don't even know if banks would still exist in three years. (laughs) Sure, yeah. And at the rate of of inflation, literally, like you look at gas doubled, look at grocery, everything's like skyrocketing. And you're going to do what? Like give your money to the bank for like 3%? 
Not like, even seriously? a few percent. It's ridiculous. So <laughs> when we're releasing like 50 and 15 and, you know, 40, like or, this is pretty good. Like this is really, really good. I mean, especially a hundred percent. I mean, that's insane amounts. Um, especially yeah. too, is that our, you know, and if you look at it too, especially when it comes to our tokenomics, um, with the actual price of the token and everything is that right now, is the perfect time. And this is not financial advice. I'm just talking about is that if you're looking for something that when you're looking for a place to stake your tokens, you want to make sure that it's at a market cap that you can, you know, you don't have a lot of risk of, of having a large fall. Because if you're locking something up and you can't control it, you know, there's some other projects out there that have crazy market caps that change by hundreds of millions of dollars every day because it's just wild out there. And they offer some sort of you know, staking stuff there. I know Shiba has one called Bone or something like that. You have no idea what the price of these things are going to be. You know, the staking might give you 2,000%, but if the token takes a dive, you know, while that's happening. Especially on a speculative uh, asset, which has, you know, I mean, they're trying to build utility around it, but at the end of the day, they're they're mean coins. And Mm -hmm. so... Uh, obviously, DeFi 2.0 right now is is very early. It's you know, I mean, you've heard of them, you know, all these staking time and all those sorts of things. And yeah, it's it's at your own risk. Obviously, I mean, the 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 higher the risk, the higher the reward. And ultimately, we feel that you know, Ember is is a no brainer. You know, mm-hmm. it's not a big risk, but it has a, a high reward and. And our APY reflects that too. That's why we believe, you know, that based on the risk risk versus reward factor, that these percentages make sense that we're offering an APY at this kind of investment. Yeah, for sure. So, so go for it. Try it. See how you go. I mean, our community success team is out there. Uh, we have a full set of articles in our in our knowledge center. So we're here to. You know, make sure that you understand what you're doing, that you understand what's it for and what's in it for you and what's in it for the community and how it's going to help, you know, Ember as a whole. But yeah, the whole team has been trained on it and they're available to answer your questions. But make sure to head to the Knowledge Center. Yeah. The Knowledge Center and Intercom, too, as well, is that, you know, this is something that no one else has these things. And not to mention, this was not something that was just a fluke. You know, with us putting it up because we wanted to build it up for the, the the launch of the token, but we want to have this as really a key part of our business that people can rely on when they come to Ember.org. Yeah, Ember is human first. Uh, it's not like your DAX where you go and it's like it says there is no customer support and don't expect anyone to answer if you have any issues. Like, what the hell is this? Like, <laughs> is that what I can expect? Like in twenty twenty two? Like, whoa. <laughs> That's not hyperbole either. That literally is verbatim what they say on the website. Like yeah. they're putting that out there. Like, don't even ask. If you lost your money, we can't help you, bro. Sorry. We told you. It's 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 gone forever. It's gone forever. We're not sure where it went. Good luck. <laughs> That's pretty funny. And it's pretty easy. I think it's the same for those that are unfamiliar with staking, the one that can go on intercom too. But the interface that you were able to use when it came to, you know, with with buying Ember, when it comes to, you know, the original with the IDO, it's going to be seem very familiar to you and easy to use. It just launched. So, you know, there'll be iterations and changes happening. I'm sure if any of, when it comes, you know, if there's any bugs involved, of course, we're stress testing it. But you can be rest assured that we we did all of our due diligence on on the back end to make sure it's as secure as possible. Security is very important to us as always. And um, that you'll see that level of user, user experience that you expect to see like we did with the launch of our products. 
Yeah, I mean, as I said earlier, James went to bed quite quite late slash early, so we could have kept on, you know, making it nicer, uh, work more on the UI and the copy and all those sorts of things. But you know, we test it internally; it works, and we felt, you know, what we're just going to push it out. It's not perfect in terms of the UI and the UX, and this is what we're going to keep on working on. So um, yeah, if you have any feedback or anything like that, just make sure you let you know anyone in our team know. You know, you're sort of our early adopters, so we we appreciate you know every every feedback we get. So yeah, it's out there. Have a crack at it. Well, yeah, you'll definitely see new iterations coming on to. It's pretty much a great segue for you know what we're going to be doing in 2022. We don't want to give up too much information because we have some really you know fantastic surprises in store for when we actually launch and show our complete roadmap to the public. And we want to do that there in the beginning of the year. We also have some great announcements about some changes we're having internally, which is going to be great. We'll talk about that next year as well and how that'll be the betterment of the company. We're also having a lot of expansion internally when it comes to growing the organization. Also, you can always reach any of us. If you want to be a part of the team, if you think you have something to offer right now, anything involved with more of the development side is what we're looking for. I think we have everything when it comes to the public front end kind of stored away. Make sure you reach out to us. Jason, do you want to give any hints though to some stuff we have coming up? I know some people are excited about our, our widget that we're doing that's going to be happening sometime in the first quarter, probably end of January. Anything else that you want to add for the broader vision for 2022? Yeah. I mean, we, we just went through um, sort of our for your eyes only type of roadmap yesterday internally. And one thing that I can say is that, um, and if you haven't connected the dots yet, you know everything's going to live under Ember.org, obviously. And um, the goal is to create. I mean, it's in our vision, it's in our mission. You know, we're we're all about creating a gateway to the decentralized world. So this is, you know, the approach for your end user when it comes to the marketplace. So the the B to C side, business to consumer. And the whole sort of business-to-business side of things is that we want to deliver a suite of tools that you know entrepreneurs, creative makers will want, will need when when they want to launch you know uh, their token. So this is essentially what we'll be delivering next year. And the stakes are high. The timing is now, and I'm not gonna go too much into it because we can't wait to introduce you know this roadmap formally but just know that it all fits organically well together we're, we're just in the final you know steps of, of figuring out what's the best sequence for it all scoping every single pillars of those big chunks that we want to work on and then when we'll feel confident that it makes sense that it all fits well together there's no odd pieces. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll reveal it, and there'll be a, another sort of uh, yeah milestone accomplished. Absolutely, and I think the best way for people to, and this is more than just tagline, is that when we say you know your gateway to the decentralized world, we really mean that. And so when you say is what is your gateway to the internet, and this is something that seems so easy now, it's something like like a Google. That's your gateway. That's the first page that you land on that you say, okay, great. That's your gateway. All of the hard work's been done on the back end. You know, they used web crawlers back in the day and they've overcome a lot of hurdles to make it really easy for you. 
And, you know, not to really spill the beans too much, but that we draw inspiration from the people that have already done it correctly. There's no reason to reinvent the wheel. That's already been kind of laid out. So it's almost in such a level of simplicity of when you guys see it, you'll be like, oh yeah, duh, of course. <laughs> like, like, well, you're just not so used to seeing it in this space that we think that it would really be impactful for next year. And the great part about it is we're going to help other tokens launch. But just like with Google, they don't need to ask permission to have you know that be your best pathway to their website. It just is. And we hope to model that when it comes to this entire space. They index it. Exactly. They make it easy you know, for people to find you. And we're all about that. We're all about discovery. We're all about making it easy to communicate. And we're all about making it easy to support the projects that matter most to you. So yeah. Absolutely. Just like when people are like, how do you buy... It's that simple. It's like you just you just press buy. How how is this going to work? It's just going to be like you would expect it to be a gateway to the descent. Like just, as simple as you can imagine it is exactly what we're trying to shoot for. And um, we're hope to see that make this complexity simple for you, and, and it'll really lead back into deliverables we're going to be offering. Another thing, just really quickly too, the show has been really fun. I'm happy to be on this podcast with you, Jason. I do consider you a friend. Kind of been feeling like your right hand man in this whole journey. We've seen a lot of uh, ups and downs and had to weed out some undesirables <laughs> and then build a team of fantastic people. And uh, Jason, I think it's, it's been really great with you doing this show and I can't wait to see what's in store for 2022. Yeah, same Rob. We definitely had some, uh, some interesting conversation behind some curtains. Uh, and you know, the great thing is that you know, you say it often, you know, opportunity comes when, you know... Success when is when opportunity well meets. Yeah, uh. yeah, exactly. And I think a lot of thing that we've been doing is, is preparing. You know, mm. we've been preparing and surprisingly or not, depends how prepared you are, but mm. considering we were well prepared, it's not surprising. Mm-hmm. It's not surprising that things are going according to plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited definitely for, for next year. We have an incredible team. We have an incredible community. This is definitely just the beginning. Uh, so, um, yeah, I'm lo- really, really looking forward to next year. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, when it comes to the show too, is when we, we originally envisioned this show is, I mean, it's just happened to work out because, you know, we didn't want to have these project updates where these expectations were set so high you could never meet. So we wanted a way to deliver and, and fill the communities connected to us and they were working on the project on a consistent basis. <laughs> I got that bottle open <laughs> to celebrate as we get to the end of our show for the year. And, but next year, you know, you'll see obviously some, some updates and us, you know, guiding you through. But we want to also, you know, next year expect to, we're going to expand on this show. You know, we want to raise the production value a little higher. We want to bring on guests and partners that we're working with in the background, whether that's CEOs of current companies or, or partners that we're working with in the background to be able to, to have them as guests and discuss what's going on. And then also, also talk about what's actually happening in the space as a whole. So expect that to do on the show. Jason has his drink already ready. Jason, I salute you, sir. Absolutely. Cheers to a wonderful year. It's really been what we're going to be doing next year. Do you think before we get out of here, we got a couple minutes left. Do you think we want to take two questions from the community? I think I can lay them up here for you. I think we can answer for them before we get out of here. Eggs in a celebratory note. I have one here from Neil. I'm not even going to say your name, sir. 
But Neil from YouTube, <laughs> Neil from YouTube. Neil BS. Yeah, Neil, Neil BS. Yeah, Neil BS. I'm just basically going to summarize what, what he's asking is, is that, you know, when it comes to obviously when, when marketing, uh, but he's really asking about market cap and what we can see to be able to make sure that we see an upward trend moving forward. Obviously, we're going to be having a, a full marketing lineup we're going to be launching. We need to have a landing page for people to come to for that marketing. That's all going to be the beginning of the year. Staking is also something that we're going to be attracting a lot of people to be able to build in liquidity. And I think what people don't understand, and I'm glad I got back to this, is, is I think it kind of went over some people's heads, is that when we tell people that all of our products or services that are revenue generating, so whether that would be the buy button or whether it's services that we offer, that a percentage of that portion will, will go into liquidity. I don't think people understand how powerful that is Especially when, if you're the centralized gateway where everyone's being able to buy into certain projects, they have their own widgets that they're using, and a fraction of every dollar, every part of that revenue goes into liquidity, how much that will affect market cap? I think it's kind of going over the community's head because when I when I hear this, I I am elated and ecstatic that that's part of our business model. Yeah, I'm just going to repeat what you what you just said. I mean, at the end of the day, we're, we're you know sometimes we hear and. You know, Andrew sometimes gets messages, and obviously we all get some. But you know, recently he, you know, he was getting some messages about you know I, I, th- I think this project, you know, it's it's like a sleeping giant, and mm-hmm. this is the case. You know, I mean, sleeping in the sense that we're we're no, not under really the radar. dormant. Yeah, we're just under yeah, the radar. No one has slept. No, no one in this whole project has slept in months. So. No one's sleeping. Yeah, no, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely not. So it's hard to fathom, you know, when we look back, and it's hard to say that we're actually looking back because it's all in the present right now. Because it's so not far behind that you could almost put this in the present. <laughs> uh, but when we look back, it's been like a month, and the things that we've delivered are pretty insane. And looking at what's coming, what's interesting is that. We're looking at mechanism that will affect the market without having to relying 100% on actual investors. So these mechanisms, when they're going to be put in place and once they're going to be distributed, not only the actual utility of them will affect the token, but also their sheer presence just by being present will have a byproduct effect of incredible organic. I mean, at the end of the day, who doesn't know PayPal? Why do people know PayPal? Because it's plastered everywhere. It's on everybody's website. Because the single like most important purpose of a website, generally speaking, is to convert them into consumers. And the where it happens it's in the checkout. And if in this checkout where everybody funnels into, you have like a billboard that says, you know what? This is by this project. What more can you ask for? This is exactly what we're building. So every single person will know about Ember because it's going to be where everybody converges. It's going to be like in the bottleneck. This is where you're going to see it. And that's the actual literal definition of organic growth. I mean, everyone talks about it, it seems to be this fleeting idea of how 
How do you make organic growth? How do you make this happen? So like I said, I mentioned this previously in the podcast. There's a great book by Malcolm Gladwell called Tipping Point, where it says, you know, when, when there's certain things, they get to a, a certain uh, point that they literally become a crescendo and snowball. And how does how do these things achieve that? And it's kind of this, this you know, people in, in classes and in, in business class, you know, discuss it all the time. But by having something that's literally, you know, on every page, everywhere, right in front of your face, then, you know, that's organic growth, you know, at a literal definition. And of course, yeah. you know, when it comes to also marketing as well, you know, we're obviously going to be doing some regular traditional marketing aspects also. Facebook has, you know, pretty much re-legalized. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, re-legalized. I was going to say eased back some of their restrictions on how, how they can market. And also, too, the great part is, is that because Ember is not just a token, that we have a lot of leeway on how we advertise. We're advertising fantastic services. We're advertising a webpage. We can advertise a podcast. We can advertise, you know, our app. It's going to be, you know, this decentralized, your gateway to a decentralized world, just like you see with something like crypto.com. And now we'll be able to do that as well. And because our revenue models all lead back into some form of our liquidity, I think it's a pretty compelling adventure for 2022. Yeah. And if I may add, before we wrap this up, Rob, you know, you asked me earlier, is there something I can say about 2022? Going back into just what you just said, expect an incredible ambassador program. And that ambassador program will be a mix between affiliates, referrals, and also individuals that feel that you know their community that they've built, they can leverage those community in the betterment of uh, the DeFi space and the entrepreneurial mindset. So um, expect this, expect that. This is going to be massive. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, it's also very exciting. I love it, man. It's great. We don't have time for everyone's question. As someone's asking about the metaverse, I hate that term, the metaverse. So we're not going to get in that. It's a total issue for 2022 that we'll be talking about. If you join us, I guess Facebook will be meta next year. I'm not sure. Whole can of worms we can't open before the end of the year. But Jason, this has been a real pleasure. It's been fascinating. Do you have anything to say for a sign out before we get out of here? Thanks for uh, tuning in every single uh, Thursday. And you know, obviously, uh, thanks for being part of the journey with us. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to thank the team too as well. Everyone part of the community success team. You guys have been fantastic. Everyone on the core team, all of you guys under development that are actually doing what I call real work, unlike us on the front lines. I'm sure you guys are those mathematicians and, and the slate developers. Everyone in the background are able to make this possible. Everyone in our community, Discord, Telegram, you guys have been absolutely the reason we do this and we cannot wait to drive this for you guys in 2022. For those of you that are listening to us on any of our podcast formats, whether that's Apple Podcasts, whether that is Spotify, or even on Amazon Music, you can always catch us live every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash join Ember. You can also catch us on YouTube. Make sure you like us on Facebook. You can catch us there as well. That's E-M-B-R. I am Rob Velazzi, your host, joined by co-host Jason Dominique. You guys have a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and a Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everyone. Take it easy, guys.